I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Today's podcast is brought to you by Hydro Jug. Have you guys gotten your hands on a Hydro Jug yet? Their durable and reusable jugs hold more than half a gallon of water so you will stay hydrated all day long. You say goodbye to filling up your tiny water bottle every hour and hello to Hydro Jug. The Hydro Jug has over 40 different combinations to pick from. Plus, the sleeve has an adjustable strap so you can carry your Hydro Jug anywhere you go. Aside from the convenience and function, it's just a good looking water bottle. Like They have so many cute options. I wish you could see all the bright and bold colors that they have. And on top of that, the accessory sleeves slip right over the water bottle to keep your water cold and come in a variety of awesome patterns and colors to mix and match with your bottle. I have personally found it harder to stay hydrated if I don't know one, how much water I'm actually drinking and how many bottles I need to drink a day. I like to drink a gallon of water a day. So I know that with my hydro jug, I need to drink at least one bottle before 1 p.m. and then my second bottle before I go to bed and I know I've had the water that I want to have that day. It makes it so much easier for me to keep track of whether I'm hydrated or not. I also think that with the bottle itself you're able to add a straw or not have a straw if you want to and you can add that sleeve which keeps it cool. It's kind of like you get the best of both worlds. You get the ease of cleaning and transparency of a plastic water bottle with the ability to keep your water cold that sometimes those metal bottles have. Each sleeve has a matching shoulder strap and two pockets to hold stuff like phones, keys, chapstick, or anything else, which is perfect for me if I want to go take a walk around a lake. All I have to do is bring my water bottle with me and everything else is in the pockets. We get to offer you 10% off with the code Enneagram. Head to www.thehydrojug.com to customize your jug and use my code Enneagram for 10% off your purchase. Thank you, Hydro Jug, for supporting today's podcast. Well, hello, friends. Happy Monday. I hope your weekend treated you well. Today is our first episode of the Author's Corner, where I give you a peek behind the scenes as I really dig into writing my second book. But first, today's Rosebud and Thorn. My rose today is that I am excited about this series, and I'm really hoping it will be sustainable. It's kind of my way to stay in touch, and I like that. (laughs) My thorn is that this is a big week of a lot of small tasks that need to get done. It is, we'll get into that, but there's just a lot of loose ends to tie up before I can really go in and focus on this book. And my bud is that once this week is over, I'll be able to really focus on the book itself as my primary project. So... That is very exciting. So let's get into today's conversation. I wanted to do the author's corner as a way for us to stay in touch as I take most of this quarter away from creating new content for the podcast, YouTube, Instagram. I'm going to be pulling back some of the most popular episodes as well as some of the episodes that I think you may have missed because of the sheer volume of content I create over here. So as I mentioned in Friday's episode, I am keeping this flexible as I'm not sure how sustainable it is in reality, but fingers crossed, I'm very, very hopeful. So I'm the kind of person who likes a little bit of structure when I have a series of some kind, something that's consistent and like, here's what I'm thinking about for Author's Corner, like you know what to expect. Here's kind of the rough outline as it stands. I think we're gonna do the Rosebud and Thorn check-in, what I'm working on this week, 
life updates and changes, what I'm reading, what I'm watching, small joy from this week, what I'm learning, and any kind of process updates, anything I'm concerned about, and just like where we are in the writing process. This is kind of a blend of the content that normally goes out in the Club Enneagram newsletter that we've paused for the rest of the year. So it's kind of my way of staying connected to you all, even though I'm not putting out all kinds of content all day long. It's also an opportunity to keep you up to date on the book and its progress and what's been going on with it. DM me on Instagram at Sarah Jane Case if you have thoughts of things that you would like updates on, like if I'm missing something or there's something that you would find interesting, I want to know about it. Now, let's get into it today. So this week is a week of tying up loose ends, making sure everything is good to go for me to take time off. There's a lot of communicating that I need to do with different people, canceling payments for services I no longer need, things like that. I'm also doing a few interviews for the podcast coming up, as well as teaching a workshop this week, and then I'm teaching a workshop next week in California that I need to get prepared for as well. Speaking of California, I still have to finalize plans for my trip there, so it's Friday that I'm recording this and I'm just now able to get to purchase my plane ticket to California and really confirm where I'm staying. I have some ideas, but the thing is I have booked extra time there since I'm going to be writing my book. So I thought it might be nice to have a few extra days just away from normal life to focus on this. So while I have only one day that is a workshop day, I'm going to be there from Sunday to Friday. And so I have some options. I could stay in LA. I could stay in Palm Springs. I could stay in Santa Barbara. I could go back to Ojai. Like there's some flexibility there, which if you're like me and you're an indecisive person, that actually makes it harder. <laughs> I like having those options, but they kind of make me freeze because every option's too good. And what if I pick the wrong one, you know? So I really need to get clear on where I'm staying so I can get clear on where I'm flying into so that I can buy my plane ticket and decide if I'm going to rent a car. All of those decisions need to be made today. I also need to wrap up curriculum for Brave Collective this week. I have one more module that I want to deliver and I want to make sure that gets done before the week is over so that I can really take the time to write and so they have everything that they need to finish out the curriculum itself. Now, when it comes to life updates and changes, there are a few things that I've been really focusing on. The first is the practice of doing nothing. I feel like at this point I have talked this concept to death, but it is the number one thing giving me life right now, so you're probably going to hear about it a lot. And that is just going outside, sitting for a few minutes in the morning, and doing nothing. I'm currently at 15 minutes, and I'm kind of tapped out there. Like, when I was doing 12 minutes, I felt like, oh, I can do a little bit more. Today at 15 minutes, like, I leapt out of my seat and ran back in the house because I just, I was ready to get back to whatever the day held. It's possible because I did my time doing nothing a little bit later than I normally do. So it could just be from that. So I'll probably do 15 minutes again tomorrow. See how that feels. And we'll go from there. I've also started doing Qigong and Tai Chi. I knew that I was interested in these things. I went to a Qigong class at the yoga studio that I like pre-pandemic, so like two years ago, and loved it. And I didn't really understand the difference between Qigong and Tai Chi. And what I've learned is that Qigong has kind of got multiple 
methods below it. So it's a practice, but then there's like the medical side of it. Then there's like the spiritual side of it and there's the martial arts side of it. And Tai Chi is the martial arts side of it, which is also the more physical, the more like exercise-y kind of thing. I feel like it's not the right word to say exercise-y, but it is more physical. So I've started doing Tai Chi in the mornings and then I'll do yoga at night and I am also getting really into Qigong and just kind of like moving your energy around, enhancing circulation, things like that. So that's been really cool. I also need to identify my writer's routine. So my last book, I went to Copenhagen to write it. I had done a ton of prep work beforehand. So when I got there, I really just needed to put all of that prep work into a coherent format. And so I went for two weeks and my routine looked like this. I would have breakfast and then I would go to a coffee shop and I would write until lunch. I'd have lunch and then I would write until dinner and then I would have dinner and then I would edit until bedtime. And then I would wake up and I would do it again. And this was possible because I had no other responsibilities or duties. So I was able to just live and breathe writing this book. And that's not really feasible for me at this point. I'm, I'm writing this book. This is a much more intense book. It's going to take a lot more time for me to write it. It's less informational and it's more emotional, which for me takes longer. So it's just, a, it's a different process. So I need to be able to write it within my day-to-day -day life. I can't just go away for two weeks and write it. That's not going to happen. So I'm kind of thinking it'll be similar, but a little bit different. I'm thinking I'm going to write from 10 to 2. And then I'll go to lunch and I'll write from two to four. And then I think I'm going to alternate writing and editing days. Like I write on Monday, I edit on Tuesday, write on Wednesday, edit on Thursday, Friday. I kind of make a plan for what we're doing the next week. And I'll do things like record podcast ads on Fridays, you know, record this kind of podcast on Fridays, things like that. The struggle is that this kind of writing is much more emotionally taxing and unique. So I'm going to have to figure out my process for getting into the mode and like creating more than just one piece of writing in each writing session. Like when I look at my timeline, I need to write three chapters a month and each of those chapters needs to have about 20 pages. So with three weeks left in October, that's a chapter a week with four writing sessions a week. That means I need to write five pieces per writing session. So I will probably focus on one Enneagram type per week so that I can really tap into them. I can listen to panels, podcasts, read books, like focused on that type all week long for inspiration and to stay connected to them. I also want to take plenty of time for going to museums and parks and things that help me to feel inspired and to notice small details of things that I can really pull into the writing itself which means I'm going to need to leave my front yard so that every poem isn't just about squirrels, rabbits, and birds that I see when, I, when I'm out there. Like I just need to put myself in new environments so that my writing has a variety of context and details. So that's kind of what I'm thinking about in terms of the writing process. When it comes to what I'm reading right now, which is also for me part of my writing process, is the more I read, the more I'm able to write, I think. Right now I'm reading the second book I've read this week by Blake Crouch called Recursion, and it is mind-blowing and so much fun. There are so many fun elements to it. So I finished Dark Matter earlier in the week, which is his other book, and it was also mind-blowing. It was different, but 
similar. So if you're looking for something that's fast paced and fun and exciting, I highly recommend both of them. I think the recursion is the one that I feel like I can't put down. Like I need to keep reading and I need to know what happens. I didn't necessarily feel that way with Dark Matter, but Dark Matter I feel like is gonna stay with me longer in terms of like, I'll think about it more often. What I'm watching this week, we're watching Only Murders in the Building. It's about a true time podcast. It's so campy and fun and it's about a podcaster. So a podcaster watching a show about podcasting it's a win-win. My small joy from this week is honestly the gloves that I use to wash dishes. I have like dry skin, so washing dishes has always been a pain. It has always been a pain because it would make my hands so dry and it, they would just like crack and get really dry and I hated it. So we don't have a dishwasher, so we wash all of our dishes by hand and I finally bought myself gloves and I mean, it's been several months back that I bought them, but every day I am grateful for them. Every single day I wash my dishes and my hands do not have to get like super dried out just because I'm washing them. It is everything to me. And I am learning again for maybe the hundredth time, the ease at which we can do life when we are not constantly stimulated. I've reinstituted some of the boundaries around technology that I've had in the past, just mostly like no phone while I'm home unless I'm working. I have like a little charging station and as soon as I come home from work, I plug my phone in there and then I don't pick it up again until the next day when it's time to go to work. So that has helped me so much and I've added in that time of doing nothing and honestly, I feel so much less on edge. Everything feels less urgent. I have space for things to go wrong without too much stress. Everything feels like it carries less pressure. I highly recommend, <laughs> highly recommend it. So when it comes to where we are in the writing process, we're at the point in the process now where I am just tying up all the loose ends, right? That's gonna allow me to have the time to write. And then next week we'll begin writing because I'll be in California. So that's kind of where I naturally write, like traveling. It's very easy for me to write a lot when I'm traveling. Like it's just something unlocks in my brain and it's much, much easier versus when I'm in my day-to-day -day routine, I find it much more difficult. So once I get back from California, we're gonna be in that process of figuring out how do I write a book in the midst of being a mom, a business owner, in familiar locations that can be pretty uninspiring for me if I'm not intentional about it. So that's going to be interesting. But this week, my focus is really on logistics. I need to complete the Brave Collective curriculum. I need to tie up any loose ends. I need to put, you know, come up with a vacation reminder. I need to plan out which podcast I want to replay. All of that stuff needs to happen this week just to make sure that next week I really can step into the week as someone who's writing a book and not someone who's doing 300 things while also trying to write a book. All right, friends, so that's my little update for you this week. Let me know on Instagram, again, that's at Sarah Jane Case, if you liked this style of episode. It seems fun to me, but I'm curious if you're into it. So as always, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you, and I will see you on Wednesday for the next episode. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. 
Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.